I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. You can relax. Colleen and Eric have a podcast. The world is scary and we're locked in our home. But now we have big microphones. So you can relax. That's the name of our podcast. Hello. Welcome to Relax. The podcast, the musical <laughs> podcast. I tried to come in and harmonize with you there and then totally, totally chickened out. Relax. Yeah, there you go. You do it. You sing, Allison. <clears throat> Relax the musical podcast. You're not saying anything. <laughs> I know, I'm just curious. You. I want to know where you were going with it. <laughs> okay, anyway. Oh, Hi, everyone. I'm starting. <laughs> I'm Colleen Ballinger. <clears throat> and I am, you're, you're humiliating me. I, you are, that's not your name. His name is Eric Stockland. And today we're doing a musical episode of the podcast. What does that mean? Everyone keeps asking, what does that mean? I also, what does it I mean? also keep asking and uh, I have no answers. To well, report. you're about to find out guys, because um, it's going to be a, a fun episode. Obviously you guys know I'm obsessed with theater, musical theater. Eric's done a lot of musical theater. So I thought it'd be fun to dedicate an episode to it. So before we jump into the musicalness of the musical episode, uh-huh. we need oh, to talk about who needs to relax. Who needs to relax this week. You want to yeah. go first this week? You want me to go first? Yeah, who do you think needs to relax this I week? What's first. happening? Is something happening? Automatic toilets <laughs> need to relax. I'll just be minding my business and suddenly feel a splash. It always goes off when I'm not done. And suddenly there's a mist on my bum of other people's pee-pee crumbs. <laughs> God. Automatic toilets need to relax. You know what I'm talking about? It's piss leave crumbs? What's happening? It does in this world. In your- you are just a toilet. Stop trying to be a bidet. Just be yourself, man. We don't want your nasty spray. I'm literally in the middle of this. And now there is a big splash of piss all over my lady bits. <laughs> Automatic toilets need to relax. Why are you so eager to get me out of the stall? I'm feeling very rushed and I haven't been here long at all. So please have some patience with me. I'm just trying to have a quick pee. Don't flush the second I sit on the seat. Automatic toilets need to relax. Sing with me. Automatic toilets need to relax. That's why I think needs to relax this week. I, I hate like automatic that. toilets. I haven't been in a public bathroom in 18 months, so I, I know, almost forgot I'm, that that happened. I know. I, I did not forget that that happened. I also I, feel like airport ones are up to like a higher gear. They're like, we got to get yeah, these people moving. Get them out of here. Get, get them out. on the plane. Yeah, was a good. I think that was a really good one. Thanks. Those toilets do splash your bum. I know. It's no good. I hate it. It drives me crazy. Who needs to relax for you this week, lovey? <sighs> uh, let me think about that. I hadn't thought about it before. Let me just think of something... Hey Colleen, you know who needs to relax this week? Oh sorry, didn't realize you were on the phone. 
Just let me finish this text. Yeah, of course. You won't believe what happened. Sorry? What? Oh, hold on. Just gotta finish the last part of the text. It was the craziest thing. Sounds intense. Sorry, still trying to finish this text. I am bleeding from the head. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sasha just sent me a TikTok. Okay. Aliens abducted me and took me to Mars. <gasps> what? The Bachelor is gay. I have been elected president of a local community garden. Why am I tagged in this? I am still violently bleeding from the head and now I'm passing out. Why is Chipotle trending? Hmm. Okay, finished. Sorry, what did you want to say? I forget. All of us humans, we are forgetting how to interact. Let's all throw our iPhones into the ocean. We need to relax. Or maybe there's a recycling program Cause I wouldn't want to do that to the crabs Did you say something? Hmm? What? Sorry, no, I I'm done. What are we doing? I'm done right, texting now. Did you want to say something? I don't think so. Okay, so who needs to relax for you? Uh, I think I crabs. I don't know. Oh, crabs. Yeah, yeah. they pinch your feet. I guess so. That's true. Um, they taste so- <laughs> delicious. <laughs> we are so campy. Love that for us. Um, so uh, listen, this is going to be a really fun episode for you guys. We are going to be singing a little bit. We're going to be talking about our experience in theater. We're going to be talking about Broadway. I, I don't even know about this, but I did a Broadway show. I was on Broadway, guys. It's very exciting. With the playbill's right there. I know. It's it was really, really fun. And uh, you guys always have the lots best of questions. Time of my for life that. going to see that show. It was so fun. Over and over again. You um, were great. But before we hop into all of that, um, I feel like we never really regroup and talk about like the week we've had on this podcast. We're not very like, you know, we don't talk about our what we've been through. So you like this week. Start doing like a weekly recap? I don't know, maybe like Just so this that people week, know what's been going on. Okay. I got to feed a giraffe this week with Flynn. That was really and cool. I was part of like a musical benefit, which is appropriate for this episode. Absolutely, yes. And um, I don't know. I I post a lot of random vlogs of nothingness. I tried ice tie-dyeing for the first time. Have ice tie-dyeing. Are there like you any tie-dye the ice? Yeah, like you put a tie-dye on the ice cubes and they melt onto the it didn't work. Do you have any highlights from your week, Lovey? Hmm? That you want to talk about? Anything you want to talk about? Uh no, not much. Kind of a slower week for me this week. Hmm. Not much going on. I feel like you're lying. What? I feel like you have something you need to admit to me. I have something I Like I know something's up. Like I can tell. What are you saying? Wanna know something, Eric? I've noticed a big change in you. There's a twinkle in your eye, and I can't help but sigh when I look at you. You seem wiser and stronger now. Your heart has grown, and so has your brain. You're oozing sex appeal, Whoa. and I. 
I can't help but feel that something has changed. So what's different? <laughs> Did you get a haircut? Uh, no. Did you start a new diet? Definitely not. Are you extra caffeinated? No, but I did get vaccinated. <gasps> That's it. I never knew the side effects of a Moderna could make your hotness just more superb. <laughs> your antibodies made me lovesick, you see, because now you're elite. You're helping stop this disease. Are you free tonight? Because I'm vaccinated too. Maybe we could have some uh, COVID-safe sexy time Let our Moderna's intertwine But don't be alarmed if I can't use my left arm It's very sore tonight Yeah, seriously, do not touch my arm. It really, really hurts. Sore, yeah. Like Mine's, I can only like go this high. Like I will scream. It's like bruised. It's bruised. You got bruised. So yeah, Eric got vaccinated. So did I. You're vaccinated. Moderna twins. Round one. Round one. Still waiting for round two. So we'll see how that goes. But hopefully it goes well, guys. Did you just sing a whole song? Did you not like it? I loved it. You did? You like my song? What's it called? Um, Moderna Sexy Time. I don't know. That's good. That's a good title. <laughs> I, know, I just made that up. It was really good. <laughs> so as you can see, we have been having fun planning this episode. I hope you guys are enjoying listening to this bizarre episode so far. Now, before we get into all the are, musical All of chat, our episodes aren't like this? God, I hope not. I'm tired <laughs> of writing songs. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about all the different musical experiences that we've had. So I'm going to do that. But first, I want to say thanks to our first sponsor uh, because yeah. I love them so much and they are amazing see you're gonna get singing wow, they even got a jingle this whole time it's kitty poo club guys kitty Ugh. poo kitty poo kitty poo club it's never gonna end i want to sing the home i hope so are you a proud cat person listeners are you you love your cat but that doesn't mean you love having a litter box in your home kitty poo club takes care of all the more unpleasant parts of cat ownership so you can get back to loving your furry little friend so we use kitty poo club and we love it it has helped make eric hate the cats less so i wouldn't say significantly less well yeah he it helps with the poo part of having a cat but a percentage it's a, it's a very convenient all-in-one monthly litter box solution. It has changed the game for us. The only negative part of having cats was dealing with all the doo-doo. Um, the only thing I think that could make this better for you, Eric, is if it also helped get rid of the cat hair. I think that's then it would be like the, the best thing. That, that Then you'd fully love the cats, I feel. That's yeah, the only thing if left. The cats didn't we got rid of the poo and pee problems. And didn't have hair? Yeah. So we fix the poo problem. We just, need, just, we just need hairless outdoor cats well, that's not gonna and happen. a kitty poo well, club we have, subscription and we're good. We have Persian cats, so hairless isn't going to happen. But every month, <laughs> Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high quality, recyclable litter box pre-filled with a litter of your choice. The boxes are leak proof, eco-friendly, have a fun design for every season, super cute. And when the month is up, just recycle the box and Kitty Poo Club will automatically deliver a new one to you. No changing the used litter and no more cleaning the box. You can customize your order based on how many cats you have and choose from four different litter types. Now we have to lie and say we have more cats than we do because our cats poop more than normal cats for some reason so <laughs> yeah i just fill in eight we just, i just fill in a we put 27 farm, farm-like scenario no. yeah um but kitty poo club has a no risk satisfaction guarantee and you can easily customize or cancel anytime and 
right now, Kitty Boo Club is offering 20% off your first order plus a free dome, free scoop, and free shipping when you set up auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com slash relax. Just go to kittypooclub.com slash relax to get your 20% off your first order plus a free dome scoop and free shipping when you set up auto ship. That's kittypooclub.com slash relax. Really good. Yeah, it's great. Go check it out if you guys are feeling like it. Um, uh, so yeah, we're not. We unfortunately are not going to be singing the entire episode, guys. There's other stuff we want to talk about. So uh, since this is a musical episode, I wanted to talk about the musicals we've been in. Okay. So Eric, I know you guys know me as like the theater kid, the musical theater kid, but Eric's done musicals. I love I love musicals. Yeah, I find that they always bring me to like an extreme point of emotion. There's something about all these people on stage singing together. Like I feel like I always get emotional mm-hmm. during musicals, which is strange. And the first thing I ever did theatrically was a musical, was my mother uh, drove me to the community center mm-hmm. and uh, I auditioned and got a small part in Finn and Friends, which is How a- How old were you? A musical about Huckleberry Finn. I think I was fourth grade. How old are you in fourth grade? Hmm, maybe like 10-ish, yeah, 11-ish? around there. Um, we did it at the community center on like one of those stages that is also a basketball court, like an indoor basketball court. And then they have the stage there. So they put in all the chairs. And I remember the, the first night, the first show, I don't know if I've told you this, but like first performance, like feeling for the first time as a young person, like that excitement and, um, nervousness about it before going on and there's like a they're like they've made like a campfire and they're talking to huckleberry finn and and tom sawyer and i just had one line in this campfire scene you told me this story it's so and it was just the one line that was like you're right guys or something like that but i was so excited for this one line that it was just repeating in my head going you're right guys guys." you know what i mean (laughs) i'm just waiting to say it and i remember i just blurted it out like so excited and thought I had crushed it. And then the kid who was playing Huckleberry Finn looked at me like, you idiot, you've jumped my line. Mm. And your line is in response to my line. So he then said his line, and then I had to say it again. Oh, cringe. And so I got that first taste of like excitement of being on stage, and then immediately got that first taste of totally blowing it, being hating mortified. yourself. Um, that but, is the uh, worst. Yeah, I, for my audition song, I sang Happy Birthday to you. <gasps> What Did a I ever tell you great that? choice. Very unique. And I was, I would, they were like, and do you have a song? And I looked at my mom who was sitting there with me and she, they just go, you can just sing like happy birthday to you. I just immediately started singing. I don't think I've told you this, but yeah, happy you have. birthday I to love you. It. And for some reason I sang it in a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this because it was so <laughs> embarrassing. Can you do it right um, now? Happy birthday. <laughs> like I literally did it like that. Really? Yeah, truly. But I think in the acting portion of it, like I had given this for a kid, like a natural read of like the acting part of it that they, I remember them all being like, oh, like he, this kid can act. Like he belongs here. There's, you know what I mean? So they like gave me a role anyways. I mean, I had mm-hmm. that one, one line. Yeah. That you probably would have gotten a bigger role, but then you sang happy birthday with a British accent. They were like, eh. Well, for the second performance, just so you know, I nailed it. By the way, there was only two performances. I think I rehearsed it for four months, and then there was two performances on an ba- indoor basketball court. Was this your and I got final discovered. musical theater performance, or it was there more? It was not. So no. what else did you do? 
Uh, and and then I did I did I've done Pippin. Mm-hmm. I played Lewis in Pippin, mm-hmm. who's Pippin's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cabaret. I played Ernst Ludwig, mm-hmm. who was uh, German. Yes, uh, Nazi sympathizer. Yikes! Yikes! Uh, and how to succeed in business? Yes, I've really seen trying. this one. I got the lead. He got the lead role. There He's was like so six, good. There was like sixteen songs in that show. Uh, my last year of college. I think it was more of like an actor's musical. That's why I could play. But there was a, a lot of singing. I loved it. You know what, what would be interesting is like, there is video of this that exists. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, my brother is editing our podcast mm-hmm. now. I know, he's amazing. Wise, he's great. Shout out to Christopher. to Christopher. I wonder, Christopher, if you can find... Eric has a brother, Christopher, too. My brother, Christopher, is also... Yeah, we both have brothers. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt Christopher, you. Uh, if you could find... Um, that's, that's some of that footage mm-hmm. from this performance at... Uh, at Southern Connecticut Plop State it in right University, here. you could. So, those of you who are, are not only listening but listening and watching, you might be able to see me doing a barrel turn or two. And we'll see what we'll see what he picks. Yeah, I watched it, and I have to say, the whole I think the entire time I watched it, I kept looking at Eric and going, "That's not you. Is that you? Is this you? Like he, you are. It's transformed completely because I know Eric to be this subtle television actor. Like he's great at character." Um, He's great at everything, but like I've known you to be like subtle characters. You know what I mean? Like you're like mm-hmm. the stalker or you're the murderer or you're the love interest, but like or a dork or like a sweetheart. Like you're you've played all these different roles, but it's for TV and TV acting is obviously much different than theater acting. And um, so to see you in this musical that's really broad and well, big looked, yeah. and campy and you were doing that as you should was so So bizarre for me to see because I've never seen you go big like when we did haters back off I feel like half the time we would we do a take and someone might say like oh let's have Eric do it again with some you know with more bigger or whatever and someone on our team would always say whether it was like my brother or one of the showrunners be like no trust me when we see that in the editing room he will be have given you everything that you wanted like it's just so subtle you can't see it in the small monitors as we're filming but yeah, it was really fun to watch you. So I hope Christopher is able to find some footage to plop yeah. in here for and us. And then since being out here working on TV, I've auditioned for a lot like I, of projects that involved like playing music, and, mm-hmm. but not necessarily musical. I guess I got close to getting a job on that show Nashville. Have you ever seen oh, that? Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like I got close to playing a, a country singer on, on that mm. show. Not a musical, but still got very pretty exciting. pretty close. Um, but I did have one, my manager here did send me to one like big for, I think it was Pasadena or Rose Bowl was doing Rent. And they sent me on wow. an audition for that. And I had never been on like a serious musical theater audition. Have I told you about this? I don't think so. And it was like, uh, compl- like blue, like one of my worst auditions really? in my life. Yeah, because it's he's the rocker one, right? Which one? Uh, from Rent. Is it Roger? Yeah, Roger, yeah. Yeah, who has that, like, the big mm-hmm. rock song. One song, glory. One, yeah, okay, so, like, and, and he plays guitar, so I was like, oh, I'll bring my guitar, and I'll play it on guitar. Mm-hmm. And I was brought into a room with tables set up at the end, and I the, 20 people to watch this audition, mm-hmm. like, the whole table of producers and everybody, and then just a man sitting at piano. They're like, you don't need the guitar. And I was like, of course Ooh. I don't need the guitar. Like, what? You know, I put my guitar down and the piano player just starts going like I'm playing it. And what felt to me like at a thousand miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't even sing. I, mm-hmm. I just stared at him and stared at them and was like, what is what's happening? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they stopped like they literally stopped the piano player. And the director was like, hey, man, 
this is your audition. Like, don't worry, take your time. And I was like, oh. I have just literally died. Like, yeah, like I've died inside. And, I and hate he that. started it over. And I don't think I could do it again. And then he started over a third time. <gasps> and oh. I'm, I'm the type of like, I'm not that. So I'm not this... I, I like needed like to be holding a guitar well, to hard. hide behind kind of person. Yeah, it's hard. Musical theater auditions are so tough because usually, you know, an audition is like it's you and you have to prove your acting ability, but in musical theater, you ha- you are relying on this accompanist to like do it. I, like I remember practicing not only my song, but I remember practicing and writing out how I would tell the pianist to play my 16 Different bars. sport. Like you're talking about basketball and I was like a professional baseball player. Yeah. Like it didn't like translate at all, but they just, mm-hmm. my agents had just sent me on it and I was like, I will go. And I waited there with a bunch of guys also wearing mm-hmm. leather jackets for this audition. Right. You know what I mean? And then went in there and completely melted down and told my agents like, uh, don't send me out for any, any more like- Aww. I'd love to see you in a musical live. That'd be amazing. Yeah. It, no, it, it'd be really cool, but like it has to be the right for me because I'm not. Yeah. I I mostly did straight plays, not mm-hmm. musicals. So yeah. like it was it was more Tennessee Williams than it was Sondheim. Mm-hmm. As much as I love, I would love to be. I just, I don't have that skill set. Yeah, don't you think. do. I think you do. Well, so you're, that's the end of your, um, your musical theater career as of now. The, those are the shows you've done, right? As of as of now, yeah. I mean, I played the lead singer of a band in a a, ne- not, a no, Netflix show a called Girl Boss, and I got to play a song a, in a in a no, Netflix show. No, you didn't. Show. Yeah, in Girl Boss. You didn't. I thought you didn't play it. I did play it. I thought you didn't for some reason. I did play it. Yeah. Okay. And then in like a Taco Bell web series, I also played and got to write. Those a song aren't for musicals, that. love. Those, well, that doesn't count. My, I mean, they're very cool. Musical but... things that have happened to me. Okay, I had to write a oh, list. Thing. Oh. Uh, mine do we have 40 minutes okay so shows that i've been in so i auditioned for a bunch of shows and never got into them so my first audition for a show was at a community theater well not show my first musical audition was for a community theater for uh king the king and i I thought you were going to say cats. No, uh, no, not cats. I'm not a dancer. <laughs> the King and I, and I think mm-hmm. I was 11, and I oh, was like how cool. the tallest person there. And I, it was at the theater that my grandpa used to take me to see community theater at. It's the reason I loved theater. Um, That's what I was going to say. Was like, well, how did you learn to appreciate musical theater? Is because your grandfather? Yeah, my you. grandpa loved musical theater, and he was constantly singing musical theater every day. He woke up singing "Oh What a Beautiful Mor- Morning" from Oklahoma. And all day long, he would sing a bunch of um, Broadway show tunes. And then he would take me to see community theater shows because I was the only grandkid who would sit through it. And he also... Was would, any of them Huckleberry Finn and Friends? No, um, I wish. What, do you remember what shows? Yeah, I saw My Fair Lady. I, I saw um, Oklahoma. I saw 76 Trombone, the, the Music Man. Um, that's just the song came to my mind before the title of the show did. That's okay. Um, there was tons. I don't even remember them all. But he would take me to see community theater. And then we would also go do uh, swing dancing every Thursday night together. I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. And my you grandpa and I trained. would go swing dancing. You're being prepped. Anyway, I, I did not mean to get on that ta- tangent. I have a lot of musicals to list right now. But I, my point is just that I my love for theater and the art of performing, whether that be through dance or singing or acting or whatever, was from my grandpa. He instilled that in me. And um, so I auditioned for The King and I. I did not get in. And then my first... That was your first audition for musical and you didn't get in? That I can remember. Uh-huh. I think so. Um, and then I auditioned. But I had auditioned for stuff before because I had been in voice lessons for so long. So I had auditioned for a lot of choirs and for like certificate 
certificate of merit, which is like this thing where they judge your voice and you're like a kid trying to sing. Oh, like, wild. It's weird. Um, but but anyway, not musical theater. Not I had not auditioned for musical theater that I can remember, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then I auditioned my freshman year of high school. I auditioned for My Fair Lady and did not get in. But my brother got the lead, Professor Higgins. Really? And I was on costume crew. And yeah, um, you got to put in those tech hours. Yes. We all know about those tech hours, dude. And yeah. uh, then my sophomore year, I auditioned for Anything Goes, and I got Cole in. Yes, Cole look at me. Yes, look at you. I'm very proud of you for knowing that. Yeah. I got uh, into Anything Goes, but this is very unique performance of Anything Goes because we were taking it to the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. So my theater director wanted to come up with a unique, fun way to make sets mm. easy to travel with. So he was like, inflatable furniture. Okay, where do they have inflatable furniture? Space. So it was anything goes dot, dot, dot in outer space was what we did. It's very strange. They already, uh, I'm sorry, like, cause what, um, like what program knew that they were going to Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You have to submit. So like you, he had been submitting footage and information about our performances and then you can be accepted to go and perform. So he had submitted our high school theater department. Are there a we lot of in. high school theater musicals performed at at the Fringe Festival? At the Fringe no, Festival? we there was like I think there were four high schools that got chosen. Oh wow. Yeah. And he had thrown the idea of it's in space before it was chosen. No. After. It was chosen, and then he was like, and well, then, what can we bring? Yes. Oh, okay. I follow yes. now. And so, um, by the way, I remember that, uh, I don't remember seeing any of the shows, but I do remember one of the other high schools that was chosen was like a boarding school for musical theater. Right. And I remember we were on a train. I don't know why or where we were going, but we were on a train with this other school, and I was sitting with these kids from a musical theater boarding school, and I just thought they were the coolest people in the whole world. I was like, these are the people I belong with. Yeah. Like these are my people. Like their their whole life is theater. They're so passionate about it. Like they're not just doing it because it's fun. Like this is, it means, you know, I don't remember this. Like it was very intense. We had a thing called um, ACTF, which was the American um, College Theater Festival, mm -hmm. where you would compete regionally and then nationally against other colleges for like they would have adjudicators come and watch the productions. Adjudicators? Oh! Yeah, you, and, you told me and, this and judge uh, the performances and the musicals, and then they would have a festival, and certain ones would get chosen. So, like similarly, we would go to these festivals, and then they would, like, if we were chosen, which was very rare and prestigious, like mm -hmm. to have a whole production there. But then there were like full-on theater conservatory programs, like reps, like equity, that would also perform against us as state school. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And with the budget and like whatever, but I crushed it. You crushed it. Yeah, but that was my similar. Yeah, no, I love it. Kind of thing. Well, before, I mean, my list of shows that I've been in is so long um, that it's already time for a new ad read. And I've only <laughs> mentioned <said> one. <laughs> so um, I will get to the rest in a minute. It is a long list and I'll get into that. Uh, but first, I do want to say uh, a big thank you. I'm very excited to our next sponsor, which is Love Every. And uh, this, yeah, it's great. Love Every delivers play kits for your kids straight to your home. And they're designed by experts to help your child's developing brain. They focus on play to help your child learn, and each kit is matched to your child's development stage. So when you get a new kit every two to three months, there is fresh play at every stage. And it's super affordable, starting at only $36 a month. Now, when they reached out to us and wanted to work with us, um, 
I thought the company was really cool. I'd heard of it before and I'd always wanted to try it. Um, and I knew it was great, but I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. Do you remember when I opened the first box? I was like, Lavi, this is I so I think we were cool. supposed to like space the activities over a few days. I we couldn't. I was did so one excited. After another. Yeah. It, it was so awesome. Um, it was it was amazing. You can tell the they work so hard to make each activity fun and engaging for your kid while also making it very educational. So we got a lot of cool stuff in our um, our first box, but I think Flynn's favorite thing was that there was like a working like kitchen sink type of thing that was his size and it had running water that like circulated through it and he would wash dishes. Um, and through that he could count his little dishes. He could talk about the colors. He learned to clean and like, he loved it. It was so fun, but there's also like counting games the and connect for connect for type, um, color yeah. counting thing. And, um, there's like this little flower board where he could take out these felt flowers. He could pick the felt flowers and put them in these little peg holes and he could count them, talk about the colors, gorgeous flowers. It it was, it was really fun. He That's loved great. it. Yeah. He loved it. Um, so I, I was stoked with, with this. I think it's amazing. It's more than just a box of toys. Each kit is packed with a play guide, expert tips, ways to play, and DIY at home activities. Everything included is modern and minimal, creating less mess and clutter in your home. Not only that, but everything is incredible quality. Their play things are made with sustainable harvested wood, organic cotton, and baby safe plastics. Activate free content tailored to your child's age and get a peek inside the play kits at Love Every's website. Visit L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash relax to get started. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash relax to get started. Go check it out. We love it. I think you guys will too. It's it's super great. All right. So I think I, I need to just bang through this list because it is long. And if I tell stories from every show I've been in, this will be a seven hour podcast, which no one wants. We'll go back. Well, we can do more of these lightning, yeah. lightning round style we'll do, though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do lightning. I round. look at your phone like, oh my gosh. I know it's, I've done a lot of theater and we are going to be singing more later in the episode, but I thought it would be fun to talk about musical theater experiences. So, so much fun. I'm going to bang through all these shows. And then after I say them all, then if you have questions or if I want to tell a specific story, we can talk about anything, but I think, you know, every musical theater story I have. Um, okay. So (laughs) my first musical theater show was anything goes dot, dot, dot in outer space. Then I did pirates of Penzance, my junior year of high school. Is that one of the ones where they talk really fast? There is a song like that. Yes. What's that one? Uh, I am the very, we don't have the rights. We don't have the rights. Stop. Anyway, I played Mabel in Pirates of Penzance. My senior year, I played Cosette in Les Mis. And then after I did Les Mis in high school, I did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I played Sally Brown. I did that twice. Then I was uh, in Seussical the Musical as a bird girl in college. That was my first show. And then I did Newsies. I played like Meadowlarker. I don't, actually don't even know. I was the, okay, I, I'll tell the story later, but I was a Newsie. I'll tell you later. Okay. Then Were I was you a in, Newsie? No. And then I was, uh, I, I said I was Meadowlark. I think that's her name. I actually don't even know. I've never seen it. Um, she's like the only girl with a song essentially. Oh, cool. Not in the musical that was on Broadway, like the movie adaptation, because it was a theater camp that I was teaching music at. And so they needed someone oh, okay. to play they it. And it was someone. like that cringy kind of jam. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 
because all the kids wanted to be a newsie. No kid wanted to be like the woman who sings one song in one scene. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, very cringy. Uh, then I did uh, Me and My Girl. I was in the ensemble. Then I did Into the Woods. I played Rapunzel. Your favorite. I was, uh, well, it wasn't my favorite role I played, but I love that but show. But favorite musical, right? Uh, yeah, one of the tops up there for sure. Okay. I played... Um, Kathy in last five years, I was in Once on this Island and I don't remember what I played. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't remember. Just credited, I guess. No, I was like one of the, there's credited. like, I think there's like four gods in that show or like uh-huh. spirit gods. I really don't even remember. I was like, I was at like a couple rehearsals and then I think there's only like one or two performances. And so it was such a blip in my life that I don't even remember. I had a song and I don't even know what I sang. Uh, I did Thoroughly Modern Millie. I was Miss Dorothy. I then graduated college and then I did community theater. I played Louise and Gypsy. I was ensemble in a community theater production of Susical. Then I was Gertrude in an equity um, version of Susical. And then I got cast in High School Musical. I was in it for rehearsals and then I quit because Miranda was picking up and I was asked to go to London and I wanted to go to London and perform as Miranda. And so I had to quit the show and I was very sad. Then in New York, I was an off-Broadway production of a show called Odyssey the Musical. And then I don't know if my tour counts as a musical, but I've done it that for 10 years. It certainly does, yeah. And then I was on Broadway in Waitress as Dawn. And that, I think, is all the shows I've done, but I might have missed one or two. I don't know. Oh, I'm exhausted. So that's all the shows that I've done. You also um, know every like lyric to every musical. Mm-hmm. You're very good at like um, picking and playing them on piano and singing to them. And you you also are known to about this echoey house just burst into the complete performances yeah. almost of the entire it. song. I really really love it. And waitress, uh, I had bought you as a gift the music book to it and mm-hmm. put it on the piano, and and you were playing that. Uh, especially while you were pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, before any indication that you would ever be involved in I that know. on Broadway, and you doing that show on Broadway was one of my favorite. Yeah, I mean that's like uh, for sure. One book of the ended ones. like a couple months of my life. I feel like I I will always remember. Yeah, that's having crazy. a newborn uh, son and being in New York City and watching you perform on Broadway. That was so one of my cool. I was thinking forever. about that. Um, that experience the other day and it made me remember like I think the most special thing about doing that show and I don't know that I've talked about this online maybe I have people always ask like what's the best part about like doing a Broadway show what's different about doing a Broadway show like people have a lot of questions about it um like theater kids do and I I always say like oh it's the coolest thing is that the people are all the same it's the same people you did theater with when you were a kid in high school it's like it's Mm -hmm. those people it's just now it's on Broadway like it, it just felt the same like the community of people is so awesome but there's there was something so magical about that show that I, I'm not sure that I've ever talked about. And, um, it was, I mean, I, I can't believe I did it. Cause like you said, I had like such a cool history with that show. My, when I heard the show for the first time, I was in Vancouver working on haters back off uh-huh. and I heard the whole soundtrack and I was obsessed with Don's song. I didn't know the storyline. I had never seen the movie. I didn't know the character, but I just knew that, that song like I loved. And I was like, Oh my God. And I always, every time I listen to a soundtrack, I imagine which part I would play because I'm that person. And I, <laughs> and I was like, I get that. this would be yeah. my role. Like if I ever got to do a show, this show, I would want to play Don. No. Not thinking I would ever play it on Broadway. Crazy. But um, then I got pregnant and the songs had a whole new meaning and made me sob every time I listened to them. And then Flynn was born and the songs had a whole new meaning to them. Like 
Um, for those of you who don't know the show Waitress, there is a pregnant woman in the show. And um, so there's a lot of beautiful songs that are written. If you if you haven't heard the songs from Waitress and you have been pregnant, want to get pregnant or have had children, like strongly recommend listening to the, the music from that show because it will... Oh my God, it will touch your heart in ways you didn't know it could be touched. Yeah, it's incredible. There's a few instances like when you were pregnant, but like I, I feel like I remember specifically the most like you, Flynn was like weeks old mm-hmm. and you were singing mm-hmm. one of the songs from Waitress to him and filmed it and like put it, like tweeted it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah Bareilles, she like, like retweeted it or yeah, something like that. Was like, yeah, it was so cra- there's so many things with Waitress that happened. And I was like, I didn't even know that like I was going to. Yeah, Sarah Bareilles retweeted me singing something to Flynn. Probably, um, probably the, the so many instances that when we were there and you were like, I was I was so nervous watching you on your opening night. I was just like like a mess. But like that it felt like life at that time itself was scripted. Like mm-hmm. it just seemed so. Yeah, it was really intense. Yeah. So if you don't know the show, there's this lead character who um, she's in a, an abusive, bad, awful relationship with her husband. He's horrible. And um, she gets pregnant. And then she starts going to a gynecologist and starts doctor. having fun with this I doctor. Think he's just a doctor. I don't... It's a gynecologist. I guess he is. He has those. Yeah, they got the stirrups. The stirrups yeah. Um, and so uh, she starts kind of, you know hanging out with him a little bit. But then at the end, she finally gets the courage to like leave this abusive, awful person. Spoiler and alert. If you've never I heard know, or listened to this musical, spoiler alert. And she has the baby and there's other, there's two other main girl character, women characters, which is Dawn, which is the character I played. And there's also this other main character named Becky. So it's these three strong women who are all going through their own journeys of self-love and acceptance and whatever. Anyway, the end of the show, the lead, a uh, woman has her baby and she's singing this song to her baby. It will make me cry because it made me cry every night on stage. Um, but she's singing to her me baby um, this song, Everything Changes. And it's the most beautiful song. It's perfect. But right before she does it, um, right before she sings that song, she, uh, spoiler alert, breaks up with her abusive husband and tells him to get out of there and get out of this hospital room. I don't need you. And she finally stands up to this man who has just destroyed her confidence, her life, her soul, her whole relationship with him. He's been so awful. And that moment, it's going to make me cry. Every time I talk about it, it makes me cry. Being on stage and hearing and seeing out of my peripheral vision, the women in the audience like gasp and you could, it makes me cry. Like you could feel women in the audience. I was there sitting next to them also crying. Yeah, you could feel the women in the audience get either empowered because they have experienced abuse from a man before they want to get out of an abusive relationship. They had the strength to get out of an abusive relationship. They wish their friend or their mom could, you could feel these women in this audience every night being empowered by this story, by this music and by this musical. And it was so magical to hear the audible, like you could hear their breath be taken away by watching this woman stand up to a man. It's, yeah, it's it was things, beautiful. Yeah. And it's why, it's why like there's something very magical about live theater. And I think particularly with musicals, because it, there is something about the way music us as humans that it af- affects us mm-hmm. in various ways. And so when, like there is something great about it, especially live. And so hopefully 
that comes back um, soon. But I was one of those people in the audience, and it was, yeah, it's what a great... Uh, if you've never been able to see a Broadway musical, I totally understand. It's uh, those it's are those are not yeah. uh, cheap tickets. I didn't see one until I was in my twenties for the first time. Yeah, me too. Um, but when you did Waitress, I think I saw it eleven or twelve mm-hmm. times, uh, and it was it yeah. was just the best. It was yeah. so it was a really magical experience. I feel really grateful that I got to experience that and that it's a part of my life. Cause it was obviously a big dream for me and a total dream come true to get to play that character in that show that was so important for women. And like, I don't know, it just like, there are so many moments in that show that any woman can relate to in some way or fashion. And it was really incredible. But it meant a lot to us that it was just so crazy that you got to do it. And the part that you would yeah. been like, Oh, that's the one I would do if I mm-hmm. were Broadway. I think it's so great. And I'm, I will I'll put it down on the podcast right now. I'm so curious to see what your next, I know you're going to do another one. I just can't I wait to see what, so. what role it's going to be in what musical. Well, what I do you think? Take a guess. I don't think I'll get the opportunity to do that again. And here's the reason why. I, ow, oh, ah, I just banged my foot so hard on a metal cup. I'm okay, though. Do it in song. It's a musical episode. Ouch, I just hit my foot on my cup. Now you sing the next line. I, well, I'm one of the, I'm just, no, I'm like go. one of the townspeople. Are you that's okay? Just like, are you okay? Do you need me to lift it up? You know, you're just doing my, you're just giving me light Yeah, well, I, well, you weren't doing anything, so no, I was trying to help you out. I'm not a fan um, of this direction. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was really, really incredible. I don't think that I will do another Broadway show. I, I, Broadway's been closed for so long, and I think when it opens up, it needs to go to the Broadway actors who've been out of work. But I feel like one of the number one questions I get about being on Broadway is, like, what's the process like? And it is not what I thought it was going to be at all. Like I thought I'd get a bunch of rehearsal like you always do with theater and then I'd rehearse with the cast and whatever and then I would do the broader show. From what you described to me, it was certainly less than... It was... I couldn't, I was like, this is Broadway? This is how Broadway works? This is crazy. Like it blew my mind how how it worked. So I had two weeks of rehearsals, but they weren't like full day. It was like five hour rehearsals, uh-huh. six hour rehearsals, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would walk you to them. Mm-hmm. And I would be in a little rehearsal studio and there'd be one or two other cast members there who were like swings. They played multiple parts. What was the name of that building? It was like... I don't know. You remember the name of that building in New mm-hmm. York? No. Uh, the ones that I had rehearsals in? Yeah, because no, it, it's like where all the audition, a lot of auditions in New York mm-hmm. is. I, yeah, I just remember. I like Pearl remember. Studios? Yes. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, this, yeah, the, the studios is Pearl Studios, but uh-huh. um, I don't know what the building was, but it was... Yeah, Pearl uh, Studios in New York and you where the, lots mm-hmm. of auditions are going on and things, but they also have rehearsal rooms. Yeah, it was weird going in there to rehearse for shows because when I lived in New York, I went to auditions for Broadway shows there all the time. That's I never I had anything. At. Yes, okay. And then I was there like walking past people waiting to go into an audition. I'm like walking past and going like, I'm right. going but to now my rehearsal years later, for my you, audition or right. for my show. So, uh, but how rehearsals went is there'd be one, maybe two other cast members who knew all the roles. So they would play like Jenna or Becky while I was doing Dawn. Um, and then the dance captain who would play all the guy parts. And they just kind of talk me through it and they didn't do it full out because why would they, you know? And so I only ever rehearsed with like two people. I never rehearsed with a full cast until... And I also was in a rehearsal room, not on the Broadway stage. I think I performed it on the stage maybe a couple times. And by performed it, I mean like 
we would go over a couple scenes on the stage or block something on the stage, a couple of rehearsals. And then the day of my opening night, like the day of was the first time I ever got to rehearse with the cast. The whole cast wasn't there. So it wasn't the whole cast. No one was in costume. No one was wearing microphones. I was the only one in costume with a mic and we didn't even run the show. We only ran my scenes. So I also that's the that's the afternoon before your first performance right. on Broadway, which for me, my process, I would be like, no, I need to be just laying on the floor right. in fetal position. So, I can't be running a whole show before this. Right. Yeah. My first my Broadway debut was the first time I ever right. ran the show with the cast. And with like I'm sure like the actual props. On the right. on the actual sets, which are with hair and very makeup, with, very mobile. Like yeah. these sets are moving around on tracks it and was all these things. Terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. It was the scariest thing I might have ever done in my life. I was gonna say you didn't you weren't nervous at all. I know. I was like crying every day to Eric, saying, like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I'm not good enough. I was like, I was a total disaster mess, just crying every day, freaking out. But it was a really cool experience. I'm very proud of myself yeah, that I got to do it. I will say, like working in, in in television, it's like an, another thing is like I, I like I was saying about the, the the musical I did in in community at a community center when I was a little kid. We rehearsed for two months and then did it. But like in television, like you show up on set before a scene and they're like, "All right, let's read the words." And then you like read the words and they're like, "All right, let's shoot it." Like you, do, mm-hmm. there is like almost no such mm-hmm. thing as rehearsal, mm-hmm. pretty much uh, on as an actor on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so to see it on Broadway, like you're professionals. Yeah, just yeah, just do what you do and just and just do it. Take one live. Like it it's was just kind of so scary. Yeah, it's not there's no real rehearsal. A lot of people um, ask like if I ever wanted to or if I ever would do a Miranda musical. And I did, and I started the process of that a while ago. And um it was so it was such a fun process. But Wasn't then it, like Jason Alexander involved or something. No, like that, that was something else. Oh, okay. that was not that. Um, he's a total sweetie. And we were talking about developing something together. And then we it ended up not because okay. I'd started doing other stuff. And he's wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it was um, different people. OK. Um, Jill Soloway, who's an incredible writer. Oh, transparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She wrote Transparent on Amazon and films, TV shows, whatever. She's really, really talented. And her sister, Faith, um, they had reached out to me and asked if I was interested in writing a musical. And I was like, uh, yes. And so, um, we started workshopping. So how we started the process was not like, let's sit down and talk about a concept and let's write some songs. We got together with a bunch of improvisers and we all improvised on the weekends, what a musical would be with Miranda with no context, nothing. Like we would just walk in there and, and there was like, and, and since they're in the industry, they got like these incredible like Oscar from the office was there oh, improving yeah. with us like making up songs with us Jane Lynch was involved like we were mm-hmm. all just working on this musical together this Miranda musical improving song so we had a band there that would play um the music and just start I'd be like well I don't know about that and then they'd be like dun, 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 uh, dun. And, I'd be, and then I'd be like oh I guess I'm singing now wall of that yeah right I now. wish I had recorded those you. days I don't have any footage from it or anything but um I will say that like 
I did for a while in my live tour, the anti-porn unicorn. So Miranda thinks anything that's inappropriate is considered porn. Like if you wear a crop mm-hmm. top, that's porn. Like anything inappropriate is porn. I don't say that anymore, but I used to say that back in the day. And um, the anti-porn unicorn horn, I did in a, I used it in a bunch of shows. Like you put on the anti-porn unicorn horn and that's from that workshop. Faith brought it in. Like she had made it. She'd made like an anti-porn unicorn horn. And so we we're just like, all right. And we like wrote a song about this, the anti-porn unicorn. And like and you're gonna play it for us now? I don't remember uh, any of it. That's the thing. It was all improv. We gotta get more songs going in this. But episode. it was like we had this whole storyline going, and it was just was so fun and so crazy. And then they started working on other stuff, and then I started working on haters back yeah, off. That's and how then, it goes. Yeah, like, and things come together, they fall like not fall apart, but like yeah. everyone gets busy or someone gets a job. Right. But I was so grateful for that experience. It was so amazing. It was like a once in a lifetime experience. And I remember every time showing up to the rehearsals and being like, these are famous actors who are acting with me. And I was like, you know, 25 or some 24. I was pretty young. And I, yeah, well, it seems, it just makes sense because she, she's Miranda sings, she sings. And I remember after season one, like maybe like I think during season two, I was like, Hey, if we get picked up for a season three, Mm-hmm. You should do a musical episode of mm-hmm. Haters Back Off on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with the idea of like doing a musical episode that I myself took it upon myself mm-hmm. to write a song for my character. He sure did. And we're going to listen to it in one second, right after I say thank you to our next sponsor. So stay Who's tuned. That? Stay tuned to hear Eric's beautiful song that he As, wrote. Uh, that I wrote. As Patrick. For Patrick, yeah, yeah. for Patrick to sing. Um, but first, I want to say thank you and hello and oh my goodness, I love curtsy. So, what is your closet missing? tie-dye, a shacket, maybe some thrasher. Whatever you're looking for, Curtsy has the latest styles you actually want at a price point you can actually afford. I love Curtsy because you're shopping from real women in your size and in your style. Um, It's so easy to use, and I found some really amazing deals on there. Uh, With the Curtsy app, you get thrift store prices delivered straight to your door. No need to sort through thousands of items that aren't your style or size. Um, I actually found Lululemon tops on there for $20 and we found some leggings on there for $40. We? Well, I mean, I found them, but like you get to enjoy them too. (laughs) (laughs) You get to enjoy seeing them on me. The app has all my favorite brands. There's tons of awesome stuff. They've got Nike, Urban Outfitters, Princess Polly, Champion Free People, Levi's, and a lot of it's up to 70% off, which is an incredible deal. Selling clothes is actually such a pain in the booty, which is why my closet is always overflowing. I always am like buying stuff and then it doesn't fit me. And I'm like, eh, it's too annoying to uh, return it. it so just, I'll leave it in here. Or I'll give it away, I guess. But it's just such a pain in the patootski. And my closet is totally overflowing. But Curtsy has actually made the selling process so easy. Literally anybody can do it. So if you guys don't know how to price your items when you're using this app, Curtsy suggests a price, which is super helpful. If you don't have a printer, they'll mail you a shipping label for free, which is awesome. And the coolest part is when you get to instantly cash out to your debit card. It's so easy to use. And I love it because it's women and I feel like I'm supporting other women by using the app. So it's like you get cheaper clothes that are top-notch quality, but you're supporting other women. It feels like better than just like going into these stores and buying. It's like, oh no, I'm 
helping this my girl out. Thank you. Yeah. I will wear your pants. And uh, <laughs> it's really great. So if you guys want to check it out and you want a sustainable way to get Brandy Urban Champion and Lulu delivered directly to your door, download Curtsy today and enter promo code RELAX for 15% off your first order. Search for Curtsy in the App Store, spelled C-U-R-T-S-Y, and enter promo code RELAX for 15% off your first order. Like I said, download that Curtsy app and enter promo code RELAX. Relax. Go check it out. So uh, now I'm very excited because it's time to listen to the musical stylings of my husband, Eric Stockland, as he serenades us with a song he wrote in case haters back off, got another season. And yeah, in case will, yeah. we did a if musical not, episode and in case we chose to use the song. To anyone listening to this podcast, if it's not obvious, like at this point, like I like writing little songs to myself that usually no one else hears. They're kind of just for me. Yeah. But um, it's it's fun for me. It's like a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a profession. It's a hobby. I'm so excited. Um, and, and so I had seen a couple of shows do like just random musical episodes. And mm-hmm. I think they're great. I'm like, well, it totally makes sense for haters back off. She's a singer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, let's, I just thought it would be so great. And so I just, I remember I, I wrote, I wrote a, um, a, mu- a song for, for Patrick and I sent it to you in a voice memo, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, but I'll play it now. Okay. Do you want a uke? World premiere. Yeah, uke? I'll do it on uke, I think. Um, and I might, let's see if I can remember it. Would you help me on the whistling part? I'll try. I'm not a very good whistler, but I'll try. So here it is. This is, uh, so in, in my mind, this is Patrick singing mm-hmm. to himself. About Miranda. Pining over Miranda. I love Miranda. it. Okay. Most bicycles were not built for two. Mine can hold popsicles and you. Miranda sings a song in my heart. You act, you sing, dance upon a stage. Someday the whole world's gonna say, Miranda sings a song in our hearts. Now, like riding the bicycle past your house Aww. or something. 
you know? And, or she wouldn't notice him. Mm-hmm. She'd notice you know, someone Owen else. Or mm-hmm. Something. Oh, I love it. Yay. Isn't that so or good? Or then, like, Uncle Jim's song would start and it would be like completely different. <laughs> I think we should still do this. I'm campaigning for Netflix, this. You are not listening or watching, but if you were, hey. Haters back remember off. Remember me? Haters back off the musical. Let's do it. Uh, is there a hashtag? Is there let's like ha- a That's how Flynn says it. Flynn says, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do this, man. Let's do this. He goes, let's do this, man. Let's do this, man. Well, you know, we both like to write little ditties, but I don't like sure to do. share my ditties with most people. That sounded, You've sent that me could a be taken out of context and people could have thought I said hey, something else. Ditties. Show me like them ditties. ditties. Show me them people. ditties. Um, That's is that the name of the musical? Yeah. Show, <laughs> show me them ditties, the musical. Uh-huh. Anyway, I, I do like to call them ditties though. Like I, my little ditties that I write. Yeah. And Again, I don't really write this songs. this is a t-shirt. I, oh, stop. Anthony, if you're listening. Uh, no, he, no, we're not doing that as a t-shirt. So I uh, don't like to ever really share them because they're not real songs, but I thought I would share with you guys some of the songs that I've written, re- you know, in the past few years. And you write a so- bunch of songs for Flynn. I write a bunch of songs for Flynn. You write, I write, you write, I write lullabies for, for Flynn. I write songs for yeah. Flynn. And so I thought I'd share some with you guys Incredible. today. And um, so it was actually kind of fun going back because a lot of them I write as I'm like uh, putting him to sleep, you know, just like kind of rhyming, singing. I've never put them to music before now. And so trying to find chords to match was interesting this week. But this one always did have uh, chords. This is a song I wrote for him when I was pregnant. So I didn't even know Flynn at this point. And I sang this to him in my tummy all the time. And so this is a song I wrote uh, for him a long time ago when he was just in my little tummy, little fetus in my tummy. Let's do this, man. Wait, how's it go? Oh, it's it's a waltz. He's gonna make me cry if you look at me. Okay. <laughs> no, you can look at me. I just realized I was like, oh my gosh, keep I haven't going, sung this going. since I was pregnant. And I'm like, oh I my god. I think gosh. you just cry no matter what, but yeah, I keep love- going. I know I do cry all the time, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, it just, I don't know. It made me feel so emotional thinking like I sing this when I was pregnant and now we have like a little two year old boy and like I love you so much. Yeah. Okay. Don't stop. Oh yeah, whatever. Anyway. Hey, sweet boy, I love you. I'm waiting impatiently for your big debut. Hey, sweet boy, you're safe with me. I promise to protect you from all the scary things. When you scrape your knee or get really scared or when life simply doesn't seem fair. Whenever you cry or have a bad day, I promise to remind you it'll all be okay. Cause you've got me and you've got daddy. (laughs) We'll love you and protect you from all the scary things. The look you're giving me right now is like, whoa, she's fragile. <laughs> no, I was emotional. No, it's it's strange because like it's to hear that you wrote that before he was born and like scared yeah. things. And now I know like I 
immediately triggered me to him going, Dada, I'm scared. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and it's like the most heartbreaking thing when I'm scared of anything. So the next little ones are little ditties that I, these are the ones that I, I put music to. Um, I'm when, ready for my blankie and a binky, dude. I know. I'm ready to so, cuddle up. I'm ready for some cuds. This first one, um, I, I wrote for him when he, he was very hard to put to sleep when he was a baby. Very hard to put to sleep. And so I would sing this to him as I rocked him or bounced him to sleep. I'd sing it in mm-hmm. airports, in hotels, backstage at theaters, in sure his room, would. anywhere and everywhere on trains. I sang this song to him. And I still sing it to him to the point where now he can talk to me. And sometimes he goes, no, mama, don't sing that song. Sing dump truck song. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I've never done it with ukulele until now. So let's try it out. Time to go to sleep, baby Flynn. And we can have adventures again tomorrow. Time to go to sleep, baby Flynn. I can't wait to see you again in the morning. We can have some cuddles and kisses all day long. We'll be laughing and dancing and singing our song. Go to sleep, baby Flynn. And we can have adventures again tomorrow. So good. Just that. It's so cool to hear it with chords. I know. I've never. Is it interesting? Sing, and I, then I was like, oh, I'm supposed to, I need to sing this song. Otherwise, he won't go to sleep. So I sang that to him a bunch, yeah. too. Acapella. Yeah. So that was a fun little song. It was fun to, like, find chords. This is another one that never had chords. That was really them. cool. You liked it? I loved that. Oh, yeah. thanks. Um, you also know this song because we sing this song to him. I used to sing this to him when he was little with the intention that he would know it when he was uh, a little bit older and could understand yeah. so that he would already know it and it could help him calm down if he was ever feeling scared or stressed or angry or anything. Um, because anxiety. I, well, I kind of wrote it for me too. Cause I like, know, I was going to say there was me. times, well, there are times where I'm like desperately trying to get him to, you know, stop crying and he was so sad and I didn't know why. And so I would sing this to try to help calm him down. And, um, there's a moment in it where you say like, take a breath, you know, and that he, we do that now with him and it works so well. Like it really helps him to like take a minute and not like if he's crying or upset about something, go take a breath, let's try again. And he takes a breath and it really does help. And now I see him, if he gets really upset, he'll do it himself. He'll be like, (gasps) and then he'll be like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so proud of him. He's like learned it. But this one is more like of a lullaby type thing when I sing an acapella but it's not when I play it with you. Oh, interesting. So okay. with, when I sing it to him acapella, like I've always sung it, it's like, time to calm down, 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 down. I sing it really quiet and like chill because mm-hmm. I want him to calm down. But I guess not when I play it. <laughs> Here we go. It's time to calm down, 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 down. Time to calm down, baby, don't you frown. Take a deep breath <sighs> and close your eyes. Hmm. You take a deep breath <laughs> and blow your troubles way up to the sky. Because it's time to calm down, 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 down. Time to calm down, baby, don't you frown. It's time to calm down, 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 down. Time to calm down, baby, don't you frown. Ta-da! I was trying to think of songs that we wanted to sing for you guys today, and I was like, I don't know why. I wanted to sing songs that I've written for Flynn. I've written a lot of weird songs, but these are the ones that I was like, I think I should do these. Yeah, these are ones that I, 
I think, I don't know, but I don't think you've not shared. I know. I kind of sung them in vlogs and stuff, but never like fully. Um, now there is one that we wrote together that I love this next song. Uh, I do want to say, uh, a thank you to our final sponsor for the episode, uh, before we jump into that, which is she's birdie, whether you're taking a walk around the neighborhood, running errands or venturing out on your own, you always want to feel safe with birdie. You can keep doing what you love with the Mm. added peace of mind. This thing is awesome. You guys, I have always felt scared when I walk around at night. If I'm ever alone, even when I'm with people, like I'm always afraid that I'm just paranoid. I'm always afraid something's going to happen. Um, and this just adds that extra layer of like protection and a little bit more comfort. If you are scared walking around, you know what I'm saying? Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. When you activate your birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, birdie is no danger to you. You can feel confident to use it without the worry. Birdie goes wherever you go. The alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass keychain so you can attach it to your keys or to your bag. I attach it to my diaper bag. <laughs> you can attach it to anything you want, but it's it's really easy to use and it's super small and easy to carry with you wherever you go to feel extra safe. There are over 300,000 Birdie alarms that have been sold and they have thousands of five-star reviews. Join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. I know that for me, I have, I feel so much safer with this thing. Anytime I've ever gone to a store at walking to my car at night ever after like going into a simple errand is so stressful. I, I've had my keys in between my fingers, my phone on with 911 dial just in case. Like I'm so paranoid. I'm so scared Jesus. something's going to happen to me. Um, but this makes me feel so much safer. I feel like it's like almost like having a, it's like a buddy system almost like someone's mm-hmm. there with you protecting you. So if you guys want to check it out uh, right now, she's birdie is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase. When you go to she's birdie.com slash relax, go to she's birdie spelled S H E S B I R D I E.com slash relax for 15% off your first purchase. That's she's birdie.com slash relax. Go check it out. Um, yeah. So this song I'm really excited about. I love this song. We've sung this before on a vlog a long time ago, but I love this song. Um, unless we, there's more songs we should do. Is there another song you want me to sing? Don't make me sing. I'll just keep singing. (laughs) I'll keep singing. I'll never stop. Uh, you know, it's funny is that I, 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 I know that you do, but I also have like funny stories from every I know. musical this ep- I've ever this done. This episode could honestly be like three days yeah, long. Yeah, this uh, I'm like sad it's ending. Like I'm like this no, episode I have so many is, is going to become a limited series. Can we do this once a month? Episodes? Yeah, we'll, well we can. Well, maybe not that much, but like sure. I have so many stories I could tell and so many songs I could sing. Come on now, should we do more? Tell us in the comments below uh, if you're watching on YouTube, and if you are listening, leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us. Give us a little five-star action if you're feeling sweet. And let us know if, if you like this episode, if you want more like this. We have more stories to tell. We could write more songs for you. Um, but right now we're going to sing a dump truck song that we wrote for Flynn. When I see that dump truck coming Oh, it makes me want to sing La, 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 the hell la, of that truck la, la, la. Makes me want to sing 
I see that dump truck a-dumping Well, it makes me wanna dance Cha-cha-cha Cause when the truck starts to dump It's just sharing all my love With the flowers and the ants And that makes me wanna dance When I see that dump truck leaving And I know he's going home I'll be sad that he's gone But remembering this song And I'll watch my love grow as he dumps it down the road And I'm glad he made it home Yeah, isn't that so cute? I love that song, it's so cute It's a cute one Are there any requests for me, love? Like, is there any songs you need me to sing right now? I mean, if I have to, I will. (laughs) Like, whatever you need. You know, I just want to make sure you're happy. (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) All righty. Oh, I just love that little song. So that's smashed my guitar. I know. Well, no, you did not. That was our that was our musical episode, guys. So good. So strange i don't know what do what do we think should we do these more i feel like i didn't get to sing enough to be honest <laughs> yeah. i feel like i should be singing more things uh i, I i'm just kidding I, that for you i never want to sing um in these but the fact that it's musical theater stuff that's what makes me like wait why am i not singing like you lit up with being this alive i actually thought about doing um when i listed off my shows i've been in just starting singing yeah all i thought them. about being like first i did anything go well we don't have the rights to that and then i'd be like and then i got into stop we don't have the rights to this and then i did what's the matter with you cosette we can't afford to put these songs. <laughs> and then <laughs> i wanted to go through and like sing a little bit of each uh show i think and i'm sure that you have if not one story from each musical you've done oh my gosh a bajillion right and honestly so do i from my limited musical theater But even plays, too. You do a lot of plays, which I'm sure you have a lot of stories. Yeah, lots of... Yeah, that's not something that we've done. We can do that. Uh, That's a good episode. I think we could do another... I think another one like this, where it's like we start off with some songs and we tell some stories and we end with some songs. Like, this was fun to me. This is great to me. Um, Honestly, I think this is, for, for me, the most fun I've had recording one. I had a lot of fun writing the, like sultry song to you which yeah. you did not know about i had I'd no literally idea. right before right before like, we started I need you recording. to sing this one line it's yeah. just you say that i got vaccinated vaccinated and i was like okay let's do it and so he'd never yeah. heard it <laughs> and also some of the songs we had i hadn't played in years or we mm-hmm. hadn't played really in years yeah honestly like music's a big part of both of our lives and it's um in such different ways, we have such different tastes in regular music that we listen to casually, in music that we like in general, but yeah. also like, I don't know, we both write music. He plays guitar and uke and drums and everything. And I play nothing. I play ukulele and a little piano. You're great at piano. And my vocal cords. That's why. That was the other thing is I have so many stories from like 
voice lessons and like theater classes and like I bet we have crazy theater class stories. Yeah, it's not like this podcast, not a limited series. Is this a theater podcast now? It's not a limited series. It just it will continue on. Is a podcast about theater? Because I'd be into that. Sure. Yeah. We don't. Can we change it? To, to I don't be called, think it was ever said. My I don't think we ever have Relax known now. what we are doing. Here are my ditties. That's what the podcast Show is Show me now. your ditties. Show me your ditties musical <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm into this. Let's just change the name. Yeah, show me your ditties. This is appropriate. <laughs> I'll, make it, I'll make a call. I, we'll get uh, some anyway. graphics going. Um, but I, I have been having a lot of fun doing this. Um, but I also miss our son because we've been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and I want to go see him and, and play with him. I would like to him. say a special thank you to uh, my brother, Chris. Christopher Stockland. Chris Rocket Stockland, who is now uh, our video editor and producer and all things technical He's consultant. Amazing. I love you. We love you, Christopher. And Tony and TJ, we love you guys too. Thank you. Tony does all the things for your listening yeah. ears. And um, TJ does all the things to keep my life happening and going and sane. And if you're listening to this on the day it came out on Wednesday, tonight is the um, spring finale, as they call it, for Good Trouble on Freeform Next Day Hulu. Big and Eric's cliffhanger episode that I will be schmacting in. Schmacting is right. I'm not giving tough acting to nactin. All right, you know what I'm talking about. Schmacting, you're sh- you're doing some schmacting, and I'm singing some ditties, big old ditties. Oh, okay. okay. We need to be appropriate. Um, all that right, is, I think that is a T-shirt though. Show me your ditties. No, it's not love. We're <sighs> not doing that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Come on love now, you. we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And today we have a very wonderful cover of our theme. This song. is a this is a really good one that I feel like people have been wanting to hear on the podcast. Yeah, so let's check it out. It's here it is in all its glory. One. Check it out. Hey, Colleen and Eric. At the end of episode seven, you guys said that you love to see our covers of the Relax theme song. And Eric also suggested that someone should make it longer. And so I did, uh, just about everything that's happened in the podcast so far. But I'm a beginner ukulele player, so it's kind of simple. Anyways, um, I hope you guys like it. Love you. Three, two, three, two, one, go. We can relax. Microphones. So you can relax, that's the name of our podcast.